you're like so gay. Lights, camera, action. Hi, guys. Oh, sorry. I just can't get the TV out of me, you know? Okay, I'm going <laughs> to jump through the screen and strangle you. Oh, my God. Do it. Yes, probably the most. You. It would have been funnier if you made the joke. I don't want to, like, say that for you because it's kind of mean, but I was going to say, like, oh, it's probably the most action you've had in a long time. But <laughs> hi, all you sexual deviants. <laughs> that one went right over my head. I don't even know what you mean. Like and all I you sexual deviant you. wannabes, do you enjoy choking? Yeah, actually. <laughs> it's kind of hot. <laughs> it's really awesome. <laughs> hey, all you sexual deviant wannabes, what's up? My name is yeah, Aaron. I don't even want to know how much he's going to cut out from what we just said, but Probably hi. none of it. I honestly will probably oh. keep it in. We're getting a little crazy. Oh my goodness. Well, we're, we're getting real comfortable on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what people poppin'? want, right? They want like vulnerability and like, mm-hmm. also I guarantee half of the people listening will be like, fuck yeah. Choking is sexy. Yeah. When it's consensual or like, and wanted. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be yeah. like, that's it. That's all you do. Like that is a big deal for you guys. Wow. <laughs> I'm fucking vanilla as hell. I know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yes. I am oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you no. know you are so oatmeal you should be uh oh god that would have been so good if i like you know didn't trip over all my words let's say you should be featured on what zoe eats oh my god i'm a creation of the oatmeal queen yes i still haven't gotten any of her merch yet i thought you were gonna say i still haven't gotten a follow back and i was like me either <laughs> imagine Am I salty about it? Yes. <laughs> Wait, you're serious? Yeah, no, she doesn't follow me on once or eats. Hold on. Did she follow me? I just kind of assumed she did. She follows the podcast, but she doesn't follow like she doesn't follow like people's personal accounts on it. Actually, this is an interesting topic that I would love to address because it's it was a mindset. I mean, not to throw Zoe under the bus at all. Um, but like when I does she not follow you either? No, but she follows Lily Kurtz. Fake as fuck. But, like, when I was in college, I also was of the mindset of, like, well, actually, this doesn't even apply to her because she follows, like, 2,000 people. But I was, like, I can't follow that many people. I need to have, like, a really small following ratio because then brands will take me more seriously. And, like, in the, I mean, the influencer space is so fucking weird and it changes all the time. And, like, when I was in college, I... Um, was like trying to be serious about it. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, fuck, I want to follow every, like, it's like nice to like meet someone new and be like, yeah, like let's exchange and like keep in contact like that. I don't know. It's just, it was a big switch that cha- changed in my mind, but I used basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is I used Instagram very differently when I was in college and I'm curious how other mm. people use it. That is very interesting. Yeah. I always think it is kind of strange and a little bit like boring if you only follow like 200 people. But I do also get like jumping back to what Madison said when we had her on the podcast where it's like your social media really does affect your, your mental health and like the space that you're in all the time. So it is, I do see the benefits in kind of curating what you do see, but I've gotten more into the habit of just like muting people who piss me off because I'm like, I don't really care. I don't, 
I don't know, because I get like really, yeah, me too. I get, I get so salty. Like, th- have you seen the memes? There was a TikTok that I saw the other day, where it was like someone like screaming. It was basically like Regina George like throwing the tantrum and like ripping the yeah. page and like writing, "This girl's a fuck with that." And the caption was like, "When the girl I met drunk in the club bathroom unfollows me two and a half years later," and I'm like, "That's so real." <laughs> Like, whenever a mutual unfollows me, I'm like, you fucking whore. How do you, like, know, though? Like, I never... Because pe- I'm like, petty I... as fuck, and I have an unfollowers tracker. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Should I check it live? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to unfollow you, so you oh get the God, notification stop. live. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. And then I'm going to go on the the in, the podcast Instagram, and I'll follow you from there, too. <laughs> Block me on it. <laughs> Doesn't even show up. Anyway, hi everyone listening. Welcome to Queering the Air. This is a weekly podcast where we talk about gay shit, like following people on Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And drunk girls that we met in the bathroom two and a half years ago. Honestly, some of the best relationships I've formed throughout my 25 years of life. Interesting. I think my, like, I've definitely (laughs) met some drunk girls in the bathrooms, but I would say the, like, random girls I met in for, like, a night at a hostel when we, like, crossed Mm. over in Europe. some of those have been really cool. Yeah, that's totally real. Unfollowed me. Okay, so turns out doing this live unfollow tracker is a little bit, is really turning Aaron vulnerable, showing his <laughs> true colors. It's fine. I'll edit that part out. I'll like, I'll put a little bleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. My name is Matt. I'm 26. I use he, him pronouns. I am a cis gay man. I live in New York. Mm-hmm. My yeah. name is Aaron. I'm 25. I'm also a cis gay man. I live in LA. I work in television. Um, oh, yeah. I'm in law school. Mm-hmm. Love it. And that's yeah. us. And that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> yeah. Previously on. What are we talking um, about? Did you say, what do we talk about? Yeah, what's this podcast about? I don't remember. What are we going to do for the one-year special? I know that that's crazy, and we shouldn't that be thinking about that yet, crazy. but, like, it's going to be here soon. We're at eight months already. Well, we took a month off, I guess. It, it, it still counts, because we, we were right. recording. Because we recorded so many episodes. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Oh, wait. You know what we do need to discuss? Not till you tell me. It's the one year anniversary to the day of the last real day of the world that we're recording this on. We're recording this on Thursday night and we had a special tonight on Kimmel that was like the one year coronaversary because a year ago today was the last show that we ever taped with a like quote unquote normal show and Pete Buttigieg was guest hosting. (laughs) Oh my God, that's right. Uh And then they like we got an email that night that was like, "Hey, like, don't come into work tomorrow." And then the next day, like, we were like gonna go in and just chill. And then the next day, they were like, "Hey, so like, we're gonna take two weeks off." And I got that email, and I was like, "This is gonna be at least a month, like, probably a month tops." And then here we are. Fast forward a year later, yeah, I was actually on spring break. Oh, back when I had a spring break because they decided not to give us one this year. Spring break. That's because your entire year. Well, I can't even say that because it's not true because you have so much work to do. I was going to say your entire year is but a spring break. And I know that you would have actually jumped jumped through the screen and like slit my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, girl. Um, 
it's it's just been such a weird year but anyway like yeah a year ago now i was on spring break at dave's apartment and then the next like two days later flew back to atlanta and then drove from atlanta straight back up to the northeast 13 hours moved all my stuff out of my apartment found a someone to sell up my room like within a week wow just fully left atlanta in 20 in like under 24 hours damn yeah it was crazy that's really wild i feel like we should do like a high and a low of the last year even though there have (laughs) been lots of highs and lots of lows but can you pick one oh my gosh um i know that i just i just sprung that on us yeah i would honestly say my high was um getting to spend so much time with my parents and i knew you were gonna say that Oh, well, I'm thinking something else. I'm just kidding. What about you? What was your high? Good. Um, I guess my two highs. I feel like I did get a lot closer with my family, which is good. Like when COVID started happening, like I would regularly call my parents like yeah. a lot of days, which I've never done in my entire life. Like I've never, yeah, never. But yeah, I feel like I talk to them a lot more regularly now. And I feel like I've spent a lot of time with myself this year. Um, and I feel like I grew a lot and like was really forced to kind of like look at myself a little bit more clearly and like what makes me happy and what makes me angry and like shit that I haven't dealt with in my past and like what I really want to do going forward. So I think that that was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And what yeah. about your low? Um... feeling like I don't have control over anything in my life anymore. (laughs) That's a big one. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was like trying to think about the things that like pissed me off, but like the root of all of it, I think is that like, I didn't have control over most of the things going on with my job. I didn't have control over most of the things going on with like my schedule or like, I don't know. I felt like I wasn't, I I mean, I, I wasn't in control of my own life, which is like the first time I've really ever felt like that. So Mm. it was weird. What about you? Um, I mean, I've been trying to think of just one. I mean, (laughs) mean, also to clarify for everyone listening, I'm a control freak, (laughs) which is why (laughs) that was so hard for me. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Um, like between like election things and Mm. between like all the police brutality and like aggressive racism but i mean those aren't new to the pandemic um (laughs) those have been pretty tough to deal with um i think the one that hits like me most or affects me most as a white man um probably is just seeing the way that like institutions that I am supposed to trust in and that um, Mm. are supposed to be like working for my best interests, like really don't give a shit about me. They're just, you know, even when it comes to like nationwide global emergencies, like it's, it's still just all about the money. I'm thinking specifically of my school. It just is, Uh. it's never been clearer that, you know, at least in the past they've like tried to you know pretend like they have our best interests in mind and i think it's a little easier to do that in person but yeah that really was kind of like you this place that i'm supposed to be 
learning so much from and trusting and, you know, I'm paying so much to go there. It's just, like, I'm realizing that like so much of what I've done has been a waste. That sucks. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty tough to deal with, to be honest. And a lot of my peers feel similarly. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I yeah. think that that, that's a really interesting point that you bring up because I know that a lot of people out in LA have felt similarly about work like over the past year mm. without having the like face-to-face interaction and the like the bullshit of it all you're just kind of forced to like look at what you're doing and like what again it's like what the institutions are that you're cho- that you've like kind of glorified your entire life and like what you're choosing to do and like without without all the like hoopla and like the things that made it all worth it you're kind of like oh this all sucks yeah for sure and also like i i do say that you know having that be my low i like you know understand that there is still a lot of privilege in that um i've been very lucky um that my lows weren't lower yes this past year um and i definitely do acknowledge that and now we're going to turn it around and do something happier well on that note on that note the high of my like part two year two of this like almost to the day like i got vaccinated i guess a week from i thought you were gonna say dropping. launching the podcast bitch <laughs> shut up you didn't say it either <laughs> um i got yeah. vaccinated the other day and my Woo! arm is still fucking sore <laughs> oh my god uh it's not from the tattoo yeah. oh my god so i got blood drawn and then i got tattooed and then I got the from vaccine. your health checkup from your sexual yeah, health from checkup. Health... Yeah, exactly. From last episode, if you guys were listening. Um, so my left arm has like really seen some shit and it's still bruised from the, like the woman who took my blood did a really shitty job. Like it's still bruised. Oh no. Yeah. That's not good. I hate. Yeah. It was also, it was so weird. I, mean, I don't know if you want to delete this or not, but like she, she's like an older black woman and the, I went in there over the summer and mm-hmm she like mentioned how she was like, you know, I really think, you know, that all lives matter. And I was like, well, Oh, I was like, well, I'm going to tell, I'm going to just throw, this a was few in facts New York. Yeah. This was in New York. It was in the suburbs. Oh. And I was like, well, I'm going to just throw a few facts at you real quick and say, you know, tell you why, what you're saying is incorrect. And I was wearing a black lives matter mask this time when <laughs> I went in and it was the same woman. So oh, I'm like, yeah convinced that she like did it on purpose because she was like "Mm, this little shit i just like yeah i applaud your patience (laughs) well i didn't really have much of a choice because she was sticking me with a needle true (laughs) true um so shout out to the people who support the the (laughs) podcast every week and shout out to our uh financial supporters we love you um Mm -hmm. these financial donations very shortly are going to be bringing a video podcast to everybody so god bless yes so thank you the Mm. federal government's donations to my bank account are also going to be (gasps) i forgot that that's happening soon oh and i'm gonna get my tax return oh (gasps) wow i mean hopefully i don't owe them money i don't think i will but i never know and i put a lot of money in my roth ira this year and i'm really proud of that i don't even know what that means a retirement fund (laughs) oh honey set that up now you don't call it your 401k no the 401k I don't make enough money to have that. Yeah, you do. I promise you I don't. Yeah, you do. You can 
whatever a Roth IRA, this is a great lesson for everybody and everybody listening right now. If you don't have a Roth IRA, set one up. It's really easy. You can do it through your bank. I don't want to say it's really easy, but it's very doable. Um, the Roth IRA, everybody contributes to themselves, and you can put in, you can like match however much you make for the year. So if you get paid at all, you can match whatever you get paid in it. Um, and you can donate up to $6,000 a year and it compounds like a motherfucker. So if you put in like a thousand dollars when you're 20, by the time you're 65 and retire, it's like a hundred thousand dollars or something. That's, that's a bit of a dramatic exaggeration, but it's, it's something astronomical where when it's the, it's the type of thing where when you start younger, it compounds really fast. And if you put in $10,000 when you're 20, it'll end up being more money than if you put in $250,000 when you're 50 or something like that. So do that. And then the 401k is like your employer matches you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm not, I don't have a job. So yeah. Well, you have a job. Is it barely? I work one day. No, it's not on the table. I work one day a week and I, I'm like hoping that I can afford to (laughs) live in Atlanta next year without getting another one anyway but it's all gonna be worth it when you're Uh, a lawyer Woohoo! yeah oh my god i hope so um Um, but also shout out to brett mara and emily for 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 supporting the podcast each month yes big shout out thank you guys um and if you haven't yet you should definitely check out our spotify playlist we've got two Mm -hmm. actually um one you can add songs to and one that's just going to be our songs of the week you can find those in our link tree do we have a yeah, laundry? the link in our description. It's the a link hoobie. in the description. A hoobie, excuse me. Find yeah, and the the link in the bio or the link in the description. Shout out to Chris for adding songs to the collaborative playlist. I miss you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your music. I can't wait for you to put your own music in there someday. Yes. Period. Um, What's your song of the week? I was gonna ask you that. Fine, okay, I'll song. go first. <laughs> okay. Fine, go. I asked you first. I asked you second. <laughs> What's that from? Oh, most popular girls in school. <laughs> yeah. Most... <laughs> <laughs> Ashley okay, Kisha we'll Dorian go. is in charge of the dar. <laughs> um, <laughs> my my song of the week this week is, uh, what the fuck? It was on my Discover Weekly. Um, Would You by The Vamps. It's so good. And then also, Matt, this one's like specifically for you. Dead Horse, Glass Animals Remix by Haley Williams. So good. Ooh, Such a bop. Haley Williams, say no more. Yeah. Never forget when we saw Paramore in concert. Ugh, so fun. Literally so that. good. Um, That was a beautiful theater. Wow. Remember that? <sighs> yeah, I do. I remember concerts. Um, my song of the week is Hold On by Jay Beebs. So good. Oh, my God. So good. I can't so stop good. listening to it. I like that when we recorded the episode last week, we were like, oh, I hope the new album is good. And then as soon as we were done recording, that song came out like 20 yeah. minutes later. I was like, you, yeah, like, okay, the I, album's like, going to be good. Yeah. I woke up to a screenshot that you sent me of you listening to that song. And I was like, what is this? I'm so excited. Give it to me it's now. <laughs> so good. It's such a bop. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait yes. to come out. Did you see that Life is Beautiful is happening? It's a festival. It it's happening in October in Where Vegas. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
there's a like an emo festival happening in Alabama in October or September. I'm very excited. I would come just to take pictures of the crowd. It's gonna be an emo festival in Alabama. Can you fucking Mm -hmm. picture that? I can't wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be southern versions of my people. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking like taking back Sunday is playing. So you, it's gonna be like all the. It's gonna be mostly like thirty year olds, people in their thirties. I think. I can't wait to see your snapchats of it also for everyone listening yeah. matt killed our snapchat streak i did i really have I, i've given up on snapchat i can't do it anymore i'm kind of glad that you killed it though because now that you did i don't feel like i need to go on snapchat every day our our I, streak was like over two thousand days long and literally so stupid literally it was so dumb but like i would we like yeah yeah I'm glad i felt so it. much pressure I felt yeah. so much pressure to keep it going. I honestly, I, I honestly felt like a weight was lifted off my chest when it died. And I knew there was going to, I'm glad we also like didn't address it. Well, there was nothing to be done. We were like, wait, well, also like I killed it first and then I got it back because I emailed them because I was like, wait, no, I didn't get the little th- thingy, the little hourglass. <laughs> and then you killed it. And I was like, it's time. <laughs> we're both. I wish I wish I had taken a screenshot of the last one, but same. I feel like I have okay. one from up there. Probably. Hopefully. It's okay. If not, I'll just Photoshop one. <laughs> okay, that works. Wow. All right. Anyway, well, who do we have on the podcast this week, Matt? <laughs> this week we've got Colin Martin, who is an Woo! openly gay professional soccer player. Um, he'll introduce himself a little bit as well but um he's fucking awesome he's so cool this was such a great chat i can't wait to come out to the west coast and see him play i'll show up in like a a crop top with a wicked gay sign i am really really excited to go to a game i'm definitely gonna go down and go to a game soon because also like we recorded the episode in january Mm -hmm. which was now it was two months ago at this point but it's crazy because he was like, oh, my God, my season's like in May. It feels so long from now. And now it's like almost here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he just started preseason. I know. Ugh. Crazy. So. Fun. OK, well, without further ado. Here's, here's Colin. Colin. <laughs> Enjoy. And goodbye. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Cut the camera. Dead ass. Colin. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good, good, good. Yeah, can't complain. <laughs> um, awesome. We are super excited to have you on the podcast today to talk all things you. Um, in your own mm. words, you know, who are you? Cool. Um, yeah, I'm Colin Martin. I'm a soccer player. Um, I'm a son, a brother. Um, yeah, I'm from Washington, D.C. area, so past couple weeks have been a little hectic. Um, oh my God, I can only and then obviously, imagine. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously um, right now with, um, it's funny, like when you ask like who I am, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because like my season isn't starting, like right now it should be starting, like I should be going to preseason, but uh, because of uh, the virus, they've like pushed back the new year, 
So I've had like mm-hmm. a long off season, like it's almost gonna be like five months before playing. Oh my god! So like I almost like forget like what I'm even doing. I feel like I just like work out every day and like, and I'm like living at my parents like like place and I, I don't know. So it feels weird. Like I I don't feel like a soccer player right now. Let me just put it that way. Wow. Yeah. But that I I guess that's what I do. <laughs> do you have like a a regimen or a gym that you can, like are supposed to go to or like they give you stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I have a gym, and then, um, uh, like, I'm playing, like, like pick up with, like, random, like, pros and college kids in the area, um, so I'm staying active, but, like, it's, like, kind of a balance, because, like, you want to be fit, but also, like, I'm not starting for another month and a half, so, like, uh-huh. I, I don't want to, like, do too much, you know, so I, where I'm, like, mm-hmm. tired for preseason, I'm burnt out, you know, so it's just, it's kind of weird, but. That is weird. Yeah. How come you're in D.C., and you, so you play for San Diego, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, um, I would have stayed out there potentially, but um, because it was such a long off season, I, I like to come home. Okay. So all the all the off seasons I've had, I've I come home and stay with my family, and um, it, it's nice to see them. It's been a little bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about r- ready to go back just because it's just been stressful being around. Like my parents are older, and like this mm-hmm. isn't like the the best time to be like around your older parents. You know, where where like I mean, I'm trying to have. S- some semblance of like seeing some friends that are local and without scaring them and trying to be respectful of, of them so um yeah. but yeah it's been about i've been back since like mid-october so wow but but i'll, I'll head back to san diego in february so i'm excited about that oh that's nice you're from california aaron or, or you're living there i'm from upstate new york originally okay. but i moved i live in la now and oh, i nice. moved here about a year and a half ago so sweet yeah cool. when did you move out to san diego uh, last January. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was, uh, really awesome to get like a change of scenery in San, in, in San Diego for like this year, you know, just cause like one, if I would have been stuck in Minnesota, the, the, the past year would have been terrible. Yeah. With, with everything <laughs> that happened in Minneapolis last yeah. year and just the weather wise, not being able to really leave your house. Like in San Diego, yeah. I was at least able to like explore and like without like meeting friends necessarily, like I was able to like just kind of enjoy myself in the city. So and I would imagine moving out there and like being with a team, it would probably kind of give you like a little bit of a, a network already. So you're not moving into a city like completely blind. Exactly. Yeah. I made some friends. <laughs> That's good. Um, did you, I mean, I probably not because, you know, you moved out there and like all of a sudden a pandemic hit not too long after that, but did you get a chance to like, I don't know if there's something that you are like into, did you get to like go to any gay bars or like make any gay friends or? Also, didn't San Diego like stay pretty open? It was relatively open. Um, I'd say it was more closed than like the East Coast, though. Like, I mm. mean, I, I think compared to LA, maybe it was like a little bit um, more lenient. But mm. um, I went to, to be fair, I didn't actually get to go to like any gay bars um, like at the beginning of the year. I went to a couple like maybe during the summer, like where they were doing like the you can't get up out of your table thing. Um, mm. And like no one was really even at the bars, you know. So wow, like, sounds like I a lot even, of fun. I wouldn't even, con- <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't consider it like going to a gay bar to be honest. Yeah. Um, and like I, I would visit my friends up in LA a, a couple times, um, and I mean, yeah, I didn't, we didn't go to any bars. So, um, yeah. But like, yeah, like when I when I went in January, when I potentially would have gone, it was like preseason, so I was oh, like, necessarily going like, out. Yeah, going out, out. You know, I was like, right when it happened, I was like ready to start like going out and stuff, and then. And so it didn't really work out. But. 
so Aaron and I met because we were actually on uh, the the diving team in college together, and so we had like really strict um, times when you like could and could not drink or dry season. Yeah, dry season. I'm interested. Like, did you guys have like team set rules? Are there like league wide rules? Like, what's the deal with like when you can and cannot drink? Is it an honor system or? Yeah, there's no rules. Yeah, you can drink whenever. Um, but I'm I'm actually doing a um, a dry January for the first time ever because I I felt like I've been drinking a little bit too much. So <laughs> I feel that I've I been doing like dry like, January too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's been yeah. nice. Honestly, I've been like kind of like it's been good for me just cause I, I felt like I was like struggling to say no to people <laughs> and I was like rewarding myself with drinking, which I don't think is healthy. Like I was like, Oh, like you deserve a drink after this week. And I'm like, um, totally. no, I don't think you deserve a drink. Like, so yeah, I fell into that pattern as well. <laughs> yeah. It's been when there's nothing long. else to do. Oh my God. No, there isn't. Yeah. I would yeah. also imagine like when we were at the peak of our season, like I had no desire to drink because it affects your body so yeah like it takes so long to recover and i mean we would go on like training trips where we would people like other teams would like go out and party and i was like i actually think that i would physically pass away like if if we were like going out during like peak training times yeah no definitely like i can't imagine what you like yeah no i i noticed it's just like training's hard enough as it is like i went on a run this morning and i was like damn, that was not fun. Like, I couldn't imagine if I was, like, drinking all weekend, you know, which I I had been been doing that. So I'm like, like, it just makes it that much harder, you know? So, but, yeah. I gotcha. Um, So I guess back it up a little bit. Tell us about when, like, before you came out, um, what was was going through your mind? I mean, mean, you can back it up as far as you want to, like, you know, when you first realized you were gay, when did you... Admit it to yourself. What, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, I would. I would love to hear a little bit about that if you feel comfortable sharing. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think, like realistically, when I knew, I would say probably middle school would be like a healthy answer. But I mean, like I knew I liked guys like in like third grade, like like pretty young. Like I was like attracted to like guys, and like I thought like it was maybe because I just like really like my friends or I like certain guys, but like, I think I knew a little bit more than maybe your average, like kid about maybe sexual. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say, but, but I'd say for sure by middle school, I was like, I, I definitely knew I was gay, but I, I knew that that wasn't going to be okay. Um, I just knew it was wrong. And, um, I knew that like, whether I had these feelings that was cool, but I wasn't, I wasn't going to be able to like I had to just keep them, keep them aside, you know? Was that Um, feeling of like, you knew it was going to be wrong from like, did you grow up in a really conservative environment or was it just from like the culture, like the American culture generally? Yeah. My, my family's pretty traditional, I would say. And then, um, growing up in the church was not easy. I I, I grew up going to church every Sunday. What denomination? um, Episcopalian. So depending on which, you know, I know. So depending on what church you're in, it, it isn't, that bad yeah <laughs> i guess I would, I would say that but um but no we actually um my parents we left our church when i was like 10 years old because they had an issue with like gay people at the church and and so wow. my, my parents were like like this is ridiculous like we could be like focusing our resources and our time on so many other things like 
why does the church care about like if there's gay people in the church like and, and they were straight up about converting oh fuck um, no people yeah and this was in virginia like not far from like from our home and um but basically i was 10 at the time so my parents didn't really have that conversation with me like they weren't like hey besides the fact that the church is far away and we want to move to a closer church like also the church had some some values that we just didn't really um stand for and so kind of tying it back to knowing that I was gay like I wish they would have um told me that because I knew like I was I was I was ready to hear that you know Mm -hmm. because that would have meant something to me you know so my my parents didn't have those conversations with me um just because they didn't they never they would have never thought that potentially one of their kids were were gay it just wasn't in their mind how many siblings do you have I'm one of five okay yeah where in the order are you I'm fourth yeah. Fourth youngest. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I have an older okay. sister, older brother, sister, me, and my little brother. Yeah. Nice. And there's a big gap between. Uh, so I have a 40 year old sister. Oh, wow. 30, wow. Yeah. 37 year old brother, 35 year old sister, and then eight years difference than me and my little brother. He's two years younger than me. So. Are they your full siblings? My parents had a lot of time to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. Full, okay. full siblings. So. Um. I wonder too how much of that might have just been kind of like the general like being gay wasn't really talked about that much by non-gay people like when we were that age because I think we're the same age you're 26 26 yeah yeah okay yeah me too um so like it just like my like my parents probably would have done the same thing Mm -hmm. but like they're like very much like have have been down with the down with the cause for like a while but I just don't think it's something that they like thought to like talk about with their kids you know so I I wonder how much of that is just like part of the general culture and like Mm -hmm. the huge shifts we've had in the last like 15 years to like talking about gay things is like not taboo in the slightest yeah no for sure in some circles (laughs) yeah no I I think like a good example to, to describe like um what it was like for me with my parents was that they would like we had this, this gay man that lived on our street. Um, so we, we lived in one house and, and he lived uh, three houses um, uh, next door. And uh, then we moved and we stayed on the same street. But uh, they, they, they always talked about our neighbor as if he was like some weirdo or like some like just like anomaly. And yes, he was the only gay man on the street. But just even hearing them like talk about this man as if he was like some like creature literally some like other person like I remember as a kid just being like like why do they have to like talk about him as if he's some like freak you know and my my parents are great like like we have a great relationship love them we've gone we've come so far but I just remember those things like those things get ingrained in you you know Mm -hmm. like whether whether I even knew it or not I just remember my parents talking about him like he was like some weirdo and even today like the reason why I bring it up is because this weekend, he, he, he uh, my neighbor got brought up for some reason, and uh, my dad was describing him to my little brother who, like, didn't really know what was going on, and it took my dad so long to be able to just be like, like, he's a gay man, like, and, uh, like, and that, that would have given my brother a lot more understanding of who he was talking about, but, like, it takes my dad a little bit to just, just say it, like, as if it's, like, weird saying it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he's just gay, dad. Like, <laughs> totally that um, discomfort is something that's always been super fascinating of people being like am i saying like is it offensive yeah. for me to like bring it up and it's like no it's okay <laughs> yeah. but 
it, it definitely comes like from a good place where I, I think he's just trying to be cognizant and for sure. you know respectful but for sure and now now yeah. more than ever for sure so yeah so how old were you when you first told somebody that you were gay um i think like 19 20 i told oh, my like wow, best okay. friends first yeah yeah because you you publicly came out in 2018 right 2018 yeah yeah okay that's such a weird date but yeah that sounds right yeah i know it feels like yesterday and now you're like wait it's already been three years like what yeah. the fuck <laughs> yeah it's also funny. i don't know i don't know how you're um i'll give you guys an interesting little story about how i first came out to my friends um hmm. and, and like i don't know how your coming outs were but um mine mine wasn't like super traumatic like for the most part, I, I, I feel very lucky that I was able to tell people um, on my t- own terms for the most part. But um, yeah, that rocks. But yeah, but, mm-hmm. but when I told my friends for the first time, it took like a really traumatic experience for me to come out to them. So basically, I, got, I was like blackmailed kind of thing. Um, oh, no. I'll spare you the whole story because um, I'm sure we want to talk about other things. But um, basically, I was like blackmailed by this kid. And he was like one of the first people my, like that I was trying to hook up with and trying to like see what this whole gay thing is about and basically i was so scarred by this experience and i had no one to tell like it it was like everything Mm -hmm. else in my life i could tell people about you know but this one experience like i was like i I, I had no one to tell tell it so i finally was like okay like you have to tell your friends that you've been like blackmailed and like stalked and like they would think it's hilarious but also support you you know but like it, it took something so ridiculous for me to be able to just tell my friends you know but um, I'm glad it happened, I guess. <laughs> when you say blackmailed, do you mean someone was, like, threatening to out you? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. they, like I, so I was playing on um, my our local professional team in D.C., D.C. United, and um, he found out that I was on the team and that I wasn't out. And so he, like, threatened. He, like, looked up, like, journalists that, and, like, was like, I'm going to tell this journalist. And, like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, because he'd seen, like, a couple articles from the team from this guy. Um and it went on for like a couple months until I realized like what he was doing. Like because I had so much hate, shame about my sexuality, I was like, I was confused. So I was like, maybe he, what I am doing is wrong, or like, not wanting to have sex with this guy is wrong, you know. But like, mm-hmm. I was just like, completely normal. But I was, I had no one to talk to about. So it's just, it's, it's hard that we go through these things and we aren't able to like, talk to people at times in our journey, you know. That's so fucked up. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that you can kind of look back on it and like find a silver lining in it where you're like, I guess this yeah. is kind of what prompted me to like figure this out about myself. But that I'm sorry that you had to go through that. That's yeah. really horrific. Oh, yeah. No, it's all good. I, I think it. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think it, sh- it, it happens or it shouldn't happen yeah. for us. But I think all too often something traumatic happens um, uh, during our journey that that prompts us to, I don't know, seek deeper meaning or seek out mm-hmm. friends or family that are going to uh, really support us or, you know, so I think Absolutely. it's something that we have in common, you know, because at times there's, there's been some, I don't know, tough times for all of us in, in terms of, I don't know, being our, our unique selves. Definitely. Oh, sure. <laughs> did you come out to, times. did you come out to teammates like at a similar time that you came out to friends? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say after I told my like, best friends and, 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 um, siblings, it took me another like six months to tell my first teammate. Um, and once I told a couple of my teammates, it like, um, 
so I, I, I was just about to get like really comfortable and I only told like four or five of my teammates from DC and then um, I had been traded to Minnesota. So mm-hmm. it was good that I got that an, an original um, test run and I was like, oh, <laughs> my teammates are totally cool about it because then when I went to Minnesota, I was like, all right, like new team, you're not fresh you're not, start. Like, new yeah, team, new me. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're just like, new team, like don't have to lie to everyone about like, yeah. Yeah. You're not you not wanting to hook up with a girl like tonight at the bar like straight up like, mm. <laughs> don't have to no, talk about God, that yeah. you know like because I don't I'm, I'm, I don't it's it's weird like you could have this one big lie but you you could consider yourself like I'm not like I don't I'm not a liar you know I don't usually lie but I had this one huge lie and I was just like all right I'm fucking tired of lying but totally well um, because it it brings like it forces you to make all these like smaller lies that yeah. just like suck <laughs> you yeah, know it it's exhausting. It is exhausting. You're right. It is exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a side note, was Wayne Rooney playing when you were at DC? No, but I had a, I had a, a really cool night with Wayne Rooney in LA once. Um, because, oh, that's so cool. Because <laughs> he was there. Yeah, no, it was like, it was the best. And, and you know, he just retired, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he just retired. And, um, but no, basically when I, when I was in LA, the league, um, the league set me up to do the James Corden show, um, MLS. So like, obviously, like I thank them for like setting up that opportunity because it was so cool, but they Mm. coincided it with the, um, with their media for, uh, for the beginning of the year. So basically they would send the star player from each team to LA to do media. And Mm -hmm. so I happened to be in the hotel with all these other, like, the stars in the league and I mean I wasn't a star by any account um but it was really cool because I I knew the people that he was with from the club like so his like his mm-hmm. like uh I, I don't want to put it this way but like his like personal handler like mm-hmm. I, I knew very well from the club so they introduced us and he invited me to dinner that night in LA so we went out in like West or where we go I think maybe close, somewhere in West Hollywood I don't, I don't know my LA um you went out in WeHo with Wayne Rooney no like I think it was like <laughs> all the restaurants like, it wasn't are there like, it, yeah I don't it wasn't know. like the Abbey <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it was um I, I could get you the name but it, it was it was so cool because he was just like so open to telling me like like all these cool stories and like like he's someone that I'd, I'd looked up to and watched my whole life and it, it naturally was so yeah cool. yeah but. okay that was a personal i'm a huge soccer fan i follow a lot of soccer so that's just like a personal aside <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's one don't... of my coolest like stories like of like of people that i've been able to like meet you know on like a chill chill setting so. mm. that's awesome um so going back to what we were saying so when you got to minnesota was it like straight out the gate you're like hey what's up i'm colin i'm gay i'm your new teammate <laughs> yeah no it wasn't that easy <laughs> it really wasn't but um you just run in with but, a rainbow flag the first day yeah exactly like hi exactly. yeah no and i never sat down i never sat down the team or, or had to like mm-hmm. make a big deal of it um but uh and it's not even like i was like so bent over about about like making sure everyone knew like right away but i i just knew that this was a a really good opportunity not to lie and so Mm -hmm. i remember my it was one of the first weeks i was there i think it was during preseason um we were out to dinner with like five of us and like we were all getting to know each other brand new teammates it it was the the team's first year as a club so that was the first inaugural season of minnesota yeah so like 
none of us knew each other. The, the team wasn't established. So I was out to dinner with like, yeah, five guys that like I, I knew of or had, had spent the past couple weeks together, but we didn't know each other that well. And basically like when you're getting to know people, they go down the line of like either what girlfriends they have or if they have a wife or, or, or whoever, or who they're seeing. And um, basically I was asked like if I had a girlfriend or whatever. And I was just like, no, I'm gay. And uh, they thought I was, they like laughed at me and didn't think I was oh, no. <laughs> yeah like but but to be to, to be fair I kind of like did the whole like no I'm gay like you know what I mean it could have been like I a joke mean, yeah yeah but, like I was being serious but you know what it's and then like, they were all like oh fuck <laughs> yeah but then they were like oh shit is he serious yeah sort of like that one time when like my my teammate was at my apartment that's that first year and um and he was like who is like he kept on being like who is this in the apartment, like, like he was like, who's this your friend? And I was like, no, he's like, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> he's not just my friend. Like, he's my boyfriend. And he was like, no, he's not. And I was like, yeah, he is, man. Like, that's my boyfriend. And he was like, oh, well, kiss him. Like, I, I don't believe you. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I know. It was that bad. It was that bad. And so I kissed him. And he was like, oh, he was so... T-. Like, at this point, I wanted to, like, make him feel bad, you know? Yeah. He, like, Good he made such a big deal of it. So, yeah. so he, um, he, he was so embarrassed. And, uh, but anyways, good. <laughs> it, it went well. It went well. I was, I was super supportive by my teammates, which obviously helped me out when I was mm-hmm. ready to make a bigger, mm-hmm. um, announcement. Do you think that growing up playing like such a, a heteronormative team sport, like I know when I played team sports when I was younger, there was so much of that, like internalized homophobic talk in the locker room that like isn't really like it's bad but it's it's not like hate speech but like it, it's so present do you think that that affected you coming to terms with it or just like when you decided to come out for sure i think when i when i think about that now um the first thing that comes to mind is it's not a good thing it's the fact that like because of a lot of the the words I heard, I would then, I had to, I feel, I felt like I had to be more masculine or more like, um, Mm -hmm. uh, like I had to be the best on my team, like, so that I could then bully the next person, you know, like, and and I hate to say it like that, but like, I use that same language because it was used to me, you know, for, for a a, a certain time. and, And I was so hurt by it. Because when your best friends use that language to you and to others, like in your presence, you just, you don't understand it for, for, for a while. And then you finally mm-hmm. come to a point where you're like, like, oh wait, but this, he loves me. Like, and, and we're best friends and like, he doesn't really mean it, but it takes a while for you to get to that point. But, totally. um, but I always regretted like how I like took a lot of that information and maybe, um, did, did, didn't like realize how harmful it was basically. So. I think that's part of growing up though, because I know that I went yeah. through a phase kind of like that too. And it's kind yeah. of just an, unfortunately like a normal way to process it and to deal with it. Um, especially when it's like you're tr- struggling to come to terms with it for yourself. Like it's yeah. kind of, I think just a defense mechanism for sure to kind of like push it all away. Mm-hmm. yeah no it's 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 not yeah it's not it's not cool for anyone to have to deal with that and then and then pushing on to the next person right like that that's mm-hmm. that's why like we have bullies you know 
mm-hmm. and that's why like people are mean to each other is because they've been <laughs> been mean uh, mm-hmm. mean to you. Um, I remember when I was in third grade. Um, I loved the song "My Milkshake uh, Brings All the Boys oh. Together." <laughs> I was in, I think I was in third grade when that came out, or like yeah, like that was a long time ago that yeah, that, that song came ago, out. Yeah. And so I used to sing that song like in elementary school, like all over the place. I was like a little bit of a crazy I kid. I love that. Oh, I <laughs> love that song. And I never, of course, I didn't think to like actually listen to the lyrics, but I never re- realized what it meant. And um, I had all the sixth graders being like, dude, you are so gay. And I remember in third grade being like, how do they know that? Like, how do they know <laughs> that I'm gay? Like, I didn't do anything to tell them. Like, I haven't told a single soul. Like, how do they know? Yeah. But, um, so that, that kind of goes back to your earlier question. Like, when did you, when did you first know? Like, well, people were telling me I was gay when I was like super young. So I was like, damn, they, they know me. They know me. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I have definitely been through similar things with like older kids being like, why are you such a fag? Or like, you are so gay and being like, I didn't tell anybody. Like I had, I like honestly like never even like thought or like remembered that that was like totally a thing that freaked me out. But yeah. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) and how do you even react to that? You know, I remember, I think, I think I was in like fourth grade (laughs) and I remember like crying to my mom one time and being like, I don't want them to call me gay. Like, I don't want to be known as gay. Like, I don't really. And it's like Mm -hmm. that, that like the trauma for when you're so fucking little that just never leaves. (laughs) I know. I know. That's so bad. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, let's switch it to like a little bit of a happier (laughs) note. Um, I'm really curious too. I mean, you, you're saying like you started coming out you it sounds like when you were like 19 but then you had this like public coming out um three years ago so you would have been 23 yeah um how did your life like change post coming out how did dating change how did mm. the instagram dms change like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah uh it definitely different definitely different yeah going on james corden yeah yeah i mean i was um before i made the the um like big um announcement when i was in minnesota i was relatively like pretty like out and about in the gay scene in in minneapolis Mm -hmm. so um i was definitely known as like the gay soccer player you know no one was gonna like out me but like so to me I, i i felt like i was very visible you know um so uh, interesting. So, so yeah, so like I came out for like other reasons. Um, so it was never like for me to be like, oh, like hopefully I have more options dating, you know. But um, mm-hmm. to but but to be real with you guys, I, I I have struggled to like date. Like I've only had one boyfriend ever, and that was when I was um, uh, pretty in normal. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's but it's sad. It makes me sad. Um, but uh. But, but, and honestly, then when you start to have a lot of options, you can kind of, just because of like, maybe you're out and like, yeah, whatever DMs or, um, you can, you can still be kind of upset because you're like, oh, but I still want that one and it's not available. They're either, you know, whoever they are, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but it's been fun at the same time. And and I've met so many people on like through social media that I I never would have met. And, um, and, uh. But, yeah. Do you feel like people, like, 
that you talk to sometimes like only talk to you because of like who you are and not mm. just like oh this is just like another dude that i like could be interesting or they're like no this is someone who has like a little bit of social clout and like is verified on instagram and yeah. is like and this cool do you think that that switch happened after like the public the public coming out a little bit a little bit okay. but 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 i also felt like if they did know I was gay and we were talking like, like I would never want to be like, I play soccer, da, 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 da. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, would, I, I really would just want the person to like me for, for me first, you know? And, um, like, yeah. And, and I found a lot of people don't really care about the, the, the soccer to begin with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they might care more about like, I guess, yeah, I don't know, followers or, um, uh, I don't know, access or whatever it is, the mini celebrity you might get. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, I, 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 I definitely don't like that. Yeah, I, I, I want to be just like calm first and then mm-hmm. anything else that comes with it is cool. Totally. And I think yeah. that relates back to almost what you were saying at the beginning with, you know, this, the five months off and like you have so much more to your identity than just being a soccer player. Yeah. So... Yeah. One of the things I was excited about leaving Minneapolis um, was just to get a whole fresh new start in terms of dating. And then obviously mm-hmm. this year has been, been tough for, for, <laughs> yeah. for, single, for single people. Um, and, yes. and so for so many different reasons, I just haven't really been able to, um, to do the dating thing. But, um, but next year, or I mean, I guess this year, <laughs> will be a, will be a whole other uh, chance. So yeah. we'll see how it, how it, how it plays out. Mm. Um, I thought it was super interesting that you said that you were like out and about in the Minneapolis gay scene, even before you like publicly came out. I mean, I guess I, I always thought of the like whole big public coming out for somebody Mm. like for like an athlete or something to be like, they had told like maybe their closest friends, but like they would have never done secret. Yeah. Huge secret. They would have like never been found at a gay bar before that. Like, it's just so interesting that you like had so much of like a gay life before you like publicly announced it for sure for sure no like i was like and that's and that for me um was important like like i had i had been so open and so out like like but but there was plenty of people that didn't know i was gay and there was that Mm -hmm. whole there was that last last thing to do in terms of like professionally you know like and and how much that would mean to the random kid that would have no idea you know for sure Um, totally but like in terms of like friends and the organization, like the whole team knew the whole organization, tons of people in the league knew, um, like on a bunch of different teams. Um, I was out at gay bars. I was out at gay bars in DC too, but like all the time, but I, but I was, I was very fearful. Like if I would have been outed, you know, I I kept it on the, on the low, but like I was out at gay bars and, and same thing in Minneapolis. Like I was out at gay bars, out at gay parties and, um, and so, mm. yeah, that, that's a good point. Like the announcement purely, like I promise, like it really was because, <laughs> yeah. because I didn't want to, uh, we believe you. <laughs> no, no, I know, but people think it's for like, it's for like publicity or like, no, or, you, or in terms of like, um, yeah, more options dating and like a higher profile. But I, I, I genuinely was like, I would have been so upset at myself if I would have come out after my playing career, if I would have mm-hmm. um, just not shared with people that like, this is, a, this is something that you can do in sports and, you know, and try to make totally. it better for the next people. Cause 
Absolutely. Um, the reality is, is like there's still not enough gay athletes that are out and that's for a reason. And, um, and there's still plenty of kids that are quitting their sports and, and, um, and don't feel, uh, included in sports. And I think that's terrible. And so hopefully, um, my coming out has helped a couple people feel like they can belong. So. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you ever feel any pressure from like the organization? Like, did they, were they like, we think you should come out or, or were they just kind of like, we support you in whatever you want to do? Like, yeah, t- um, they were really good to, to be honest. I gave them like a week's head up, heads up. And I was just like, listen, I'm coming out. There was, there was no option. Like they couldn't have been like, no, you're not coming out or, but they <laughs> no. were so supportive. Um, and it's funny. Uh, it, we had a general manager of the team and he, um, like the, the week leading up to the game, I was going to come out. He, he sat everyone down, like the coaches and the trainers and um, the support staff. And he was like, all right, everyone, like big news. Like, and like, they never would get called in like randomly in the morning, like before, like the day before a game. So like, everyone was like, like, what is this? Like, what did we do? Big, yeah. <laughs> big, like big news or whatever. And he was like, I just want to let everyone know that like Colin is gay and like he's about to make an announcement tomorrow and we all need to be like supporting him and make sure like 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 I don't know that we're all ready for this united and, every, and everyone yeah. was like yeah we already know that like what <laughs> like can we please go back to our jobs now like this is not a big deal like we yeah we've known this like mm-hmm. so I, I thought it was funny and and really not not much changed professionally for me other than people giving me crap like my teammates would give me so much crap no. for like like the people coming the media and like mm-hmm. uh, photo shoots or or like yeah like people coming to videotape the training or whatever you know that stuff doesn't really happen that much and so yeah that's healthy though yeah they were yeah, that's awesome. like yeah. familial teasing yeah oh, I know. no i know no it wasn't like oh you don't deserve any of this media like yeah <laughs> no it was it was good teasing that's awesome that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever feel like you kind of had to maintain like a certain level of masculinity even after you came out or like just to not stick out even more than you already did? Even you were like proclaiming to the world at a, at a certain point, you know, like, hey, I'm different from like everybody mm-hmm. else in the league. Did you feel like you had to kind of like do more to blend in? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd say that's a, that's been a struggle my whole like uh life in terms of being in sport right like mm-hmm. we, we, we try to conform to what we know and conform to what we see um and so um but but i'd say i i kept a pretty good healthy balance of, of trying to like be myself and like like i will like act out and do like i don't know like dance and sing on on a night out with the team or my milkshakes like, bring like, all the boys to the yard exactly yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm going to be doing milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, like, when we're going out Mm -hmm. as a team. Like, I don't care what you say, you know? So, Mm -hmm. I I tried to, like, remain, like, myself in that. Um, But in terms of, like, yeah, how I portray myself, like, like in interviews, and I think I'm cognizant of it a a little bit. Um, I'd say the only only thing that um, really, like, I, I would, like, try to, keep low key was like if I would do like a, a photo shoot and like they would try to like get me all like like makeuped up and like looking all mm. looking all kind of crazy I would I would try to be like hey let's maybe tone that down a little bit like like I, I'm not really comfortable with maybe 
having that be on the, the cover of something or, you know, that, that totally. image. But, but that's only because I don't know if I'm comfortable with, like, that's not how I see myself necessarily, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but for the most part, I'd say it's a balance. And I, I've tried to remain pretty true to my sexuality and, and, and um, I don't know. That's interesting too, the idea of like, I mean, I, I respect it so much that like staying true to yourself and it's also like from a publicity standpoint, it's like probably really good that you did that. This is just, I don't know where my brain is going, but I feel like if you were to like be made up for a cover photo shoot, like it would, there would be so much speculation surrounding it purely yeah. because you are the only like out player. So it's like, mm-hmm. it, like something that would be a non-issue for someone else. Like it, it, my mind goes to like, you know, the women in politics who it's like all people can talk about are like what they're wearing. Mm. And it's like, it has nothing to do with like how they're exactly. competing, how they're playing. It's like yeah. the, the, the issue at hand is like, I can't believe they're wearing another pantsuit. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like there's so yeah. much other shit <laughs> going on. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's a good point. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, and I mean, part of me, like when I see um, some people like do get offended by like maybe like if you if you if I would like I don't know have a picture like the modeling or like certain things like that like it, it makes you like like wonder if they're really that upset like maybe maybe you need to like show like like that you can do both you know mm. like I can be a soccer player and I can be like like flamboyant you know or I can be mm. like you can do whatever you know what I mean so like part of it you do want to break down those barriers a little bit but um but you should only break them down if you're if that's what you want and if that's what you're cool with you know so totally definitely balancing that i i'm just kind of interested to get your take on like how you felt doing kind of the like or like expressing more like feminine parts of yourself or like being a little bit more flamboyant because uh, or like when you're like with the team or like in situations or around mostly straight people just because like Aaron and I like I said we went to we were on the diving team in college together and mm-hmm. a lot of the other teams were like not I don't want to say homophobic, but, like, they didn't have any out gay guys on the team or, like, they mm-hmm. were more, like, traditionally, like, those kind of, like, like jocks or whatever. Whereas we had, like, a really, really gay-friendly team. We had a bunch of guys who were openly gay. And so we, like, would be on the pool deck a lot of the times, like, like super flamey. Like, it <laughs> yeah. was it was so much fun. But then, like, I can remember specifically times, like, with like when there were, like, smaller groups of us, like when we went, like, when I went to nationals, for example, like, I would have, I was the only gay guy a couple times and my behavior like I just didn't necessarily feel like I had the whole like the support of the whole team because they just like physically Mm -hmm. weren't there so it was like you know I did think I didn't do things I might have otherwise done and do you feel like because you know maybe there aren't any gay guys on the team or anything like that like maybe you don't express like all the ranges of yourself in like the soccer world yeah that's I mean that's a really good question um I try my my best to like to to not like suppress myself and like and and say what I like feel and 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 bring my real self to to work but um I would be lying if I didn't say that there was certain times or with certain people that I that that changed my behavior um 
And a lot of that is because I want to, I want to be like relatable to my teammates, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's, that makes there's, so much sense. Yeah. Like, like so, so some of my teammates were so different and we come from such different backgrounds. Like one of the things that's cool about soccer is that like, um, like I'm meeting people from all over the world, you know? And like, and, and from all different types of like, uh, religious backgrounds and, and, and family backgrounds. And, um, that's one of the things that's real special. Cause like, we're all so, so different and we share this like common, like language of soccer, you know? But, um, but I, I so I would act differently around maybe a, a teammate, let's say from Trinidad and Tobago than I would from, from, I don't know, like the States, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I, I hate to say that, but that's the only way I can like, I can re- try to relate to my teammate, you know? And if, if he can see me as a, like, as a person first, but also know that I'm gay, like, and if that, like, hopefully gives him some more, um, a, a place for him to be more accepting of other gays that he meets in his life, like, like that means a lot to me, you know? Mm. Um, cause I know I've had so many teammates come up to me and be like, you know, you changed my, my thinking on what uh, a gay person is. And mm. I can take that one, I can take that, um, kind of as a, as a fault and I can kind of be angry or I can be like, you know what? I can use this as like a, as like a learning situation and I can, and try to be like, be really open and like talk to this person about like my experience and tell him, Hey, newsflash, I'm just one gay dude, like, like white gay dude, like cis dude. Like there are so many different people that have different experiences that, that, um, show up in different ways, like, and even just telling them that, that educates the, that person, you know, and like, they don't think about it like that. So I'd say I do try to like, educate my teammates on like, that my gay experience is, is unique. And it's not like every single other person's, but also mm-hmm. like, hey, like, like, treat gay people like, with some respect and be accepting and like, and, and, and I, I think that that goes a long way. But yeah, I appreciate that. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, let's just say like I've I've had so many teammates ask ask the wrong question, and and say the dumbest thing, and I could I, you can do one of one of two things you can just be like wow I never want to engage with this person again, like what he just said is so cringeworthy and and he's so uneducated about this, or two you can be like this is a learning like experience for this person, like Absolutely. why don't you actually help them out. Like when I'm at the bar and my teammates asking me, do I like it up the ass or, or do I like to, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> if, like, no, if they're asking me like really yeah. heinous, like sexual things, I can just quickly just kind of educate them and be like, like, I don't ask you what you do with your girlfriend. Why would you ask me yeah. like what, what I do sexually and why does it matter? And, and I, and I, and I try to tell them like, you know, like it's yeah what would be the issue if i did like both you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. or you know what i mean so like you could you can you can just fuck the, those people off or you can just try to like educate them and i think that like if you educate them the next time they're with a, a gay person hopefully they're not going to say these awful things to them you know and they're going to be more tolerant and more understanding and yeah. view view them maybe differently so yeah and that is the only way to like really create that change because yeah. if you were to just like say fuck you how dare you yeah it's never it's just gonna make them more defensive and mm-hmm. 
and you have to give them the chance to like to say the dumb thing you know mm-hmm. like you have to make them comfortable enough with you to ask them ask the questions you know like i give Absolutely. myself a lot of credit a lot of credit for like for for giving my teammates a chance to ask me questions that they that they have on their mind you know i mean you can see when a person like is thinking something or like they 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 have questions you know and and that's totally normal and and some people ask them in a lot more respectful ways and some people fail miserably but mm. obviously if it's good intentioned then like you should try to help yeah. them out mm-hmm. yeah you can work Definitely. with that yeah you can try to help them out and 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 they're going to be so much more um tolerant moving forward and understanding i guess people hate the word tolerant i hate the word tolerant too kind of <laughs> but more understanding yeah uh you played soccer at wake forest right yeah did you were you ever out to any of your teammates while you were in college was that no. an experience any no okay no and it was really hard at wake yeah really hard because wake's um, a pretty conservative school right yes yes and um yeah and i exploring my sexuality was so far out of my mind when i was at wake really and um yeah and i just didn't see any gay people on campus Damn. And like, I didn't know where to even like, and I was only there for a year and I was in a, so I graduated high school in three years and went to wake. So I was like 17 when wow. I came on campus. So I was young. Oh my God. Um, so I was still very much like sort of understanding my sexuality. Like I, I, I wasn't ready to like really dive into it, but mm-hmm. like if I even wanted to, like I did not feel safe there, um, to explore it at all. And, um, and then with my teammates, I love my teammates there so much. And I, and I have amazing relationships with them now, even though I spent only a year with them, but, um, but it was hard. And, um, and I, and I drank so much because mm-hmm. I like at parties, I, there was such an expectation for me to be like hooking up with girls and like, and, and doing this, this and that. So I would drink like a lot so I could be like, Oh, I was too drunk or like, Oh, I was just drinking mm-hmm. with the boys. Like, like. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and that behavior was like super problematic, obviously. And, um, but so many of them reached when I came out, like, or when they first started hearing, um, reached out and, um, I was actually my college roommate. Um, we had grown, grown up together and, uh, and he played, uh, professionally at, uh, DC United with me as well. Oh, and so awesome. I came out to him when I was at DC and, and he, uh, uh, we were both able to, to, to really, um bond over some of our experiences because he, he was a uh, he's, he's a black black dude and he uh found it really hard being black at wake forest yeah um which and i found it really hard being gay at wake forest so we've we've talked a lot about like um certain things that are hard for us but damn as we know he he works hard he struggles with that stuff at every step of the way even now today and we have a lot of privileges that he still doesn't have so yeah i totally got you and that's been that that's been like eye-opening for me like we like like i I had to like like over the past year and a half be like damn like i didn't realize like because he's been super supportive of me like Mm -hmm. and 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 working with me and and about like me my coming out and stuff and i had to be like damn dude like i never told you it must have been so hard when you were the only black person at a party you know or like when you, you know what I mean? Like when you just saw the different experiences he had where he just felt like an outsider or he felt less than, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, I think we naturally, and not always, 
Um, but I think a lot of times we can really feel a lot of empathy for people who feel really othered since we've spent so much time feeling othered. Um, so it, it kind of makes sense yeah. that you guys yeah. would be able to have those conversations. Yeah. And you can feel stupid when you don't, when you didn't necessarily see yeah. it to begin with. Absolutely. Right? And I, I feel like that's what a lot of us have, are, are, have been reckoning with it, reckoning with recently, just like being like, damn, like I really wish I would have seen that before, but and that's what's yeah, cool absolutely. is that we have, we have the chance to kind of be better moving forward. Yeah. Whew. Wow, what a can of worms that is. <laughs> Definitely. Um, really quickly, can you speak on like what your college experience was like? Because I would imagine that it was not the normal college experience. You were at Wake Forest for a year and then you transferred, but then like were you going to school once you started like playing soccer more or how did you balance it? Um, yeah, so so when I was in high school, I kind of knew like I, I really wanted to be a, pro- a professional. So um, I had two options for the most part. I, I could have gone to Germany and tried to like start my professional career there, or mm. I could go to Wake. And um, Wake at the time was like one of the best programs in the country. So I knew like if I would go there, hopefully I would only be there for a year or two, and then I would go professionally. But um, I spent one year there. And, um, I grew a lot as a person, um, but not really a lot with my sexuality. And then as as a, as a soccer player, it was, it was, it was pretty good, but like, there was so many other distractions that I knew it wasn't good for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I got the the chance to sign at DC United, I like jumped at it because I was able to, I signed a a three and a half year deal and, um, I knew I was going to be back with my family. I, I, I don't know how much I knew that I was going to have the chance to kind of like explore my sexuality in like a, a really open city like DC, but I think that was mm. high on my list. And then yeah. I was able to transfer into GW, um, okay. George Washington University, and I took mm. part-time classes there. Mm. Um, so I was, I did a, I had a year full of school at Wake, fall and spring. I signed my deal in summer, in, in the summer. And then um, for the next like five or six years, I was doing part-time to finish wow. my degree. Yeah. So, and I was that's going to so like, impressive. Yeah, it was, it was fun. And, and, and I, and I'm, I'm so glad I did it because like as a pro, you have so much downtime. Mm. And so I'd be really, really, yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. I go to work at like eight 30 and I'm done at like oh, 12. Yeah. That's my, that's my, I work suppose. Day. And obviously, re- yeah, your athletes will say like, Oh, we're on 24 hours because we can't, we have to worry about what we eat. We have to worry about rest. We have to worry about totally true. But in terms of actual hours at at the facility, like I'm there mm. for three hours a day. So wow, I like, thought after, it was like way more than that. No, no, no. I mean, obviously, y- yes, you can. You 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 have to be doing things throughout the day. Like if I want to do an mm. extra session, I would do an extra session. If I want to do a lift in the afternoon, I'll do a lift in the afternoon. But in terms of like hours I need to be in the facility, I'm there for like three hours. Wow. Um, oh. And uh, so I would go basically to class. Um, like in the afternoon, sometimes one class a, a day or sometimes twice and summer classes and it was good stimulated. Like I was able to be around people my age yeah. um, and I was able to somewhat grow the brain a little bit. So totally. I mean, that kind of answers the a question that I've been trying to figure out how to ask because you've touched on it a little bit, but like I was really curious coming into this, just like if you were able to like get involved with like the gay community at all i mean and you obviously mentioned that you know you were out and about in minneapolis and you've been out mm-hmm. and about in dc 
too but I mean the it really kind of boils down to like the scheduling thing and like I just didn't really anticipate that you would have so so much downtime and like be able to have so much time to yourself yeah yeah for sure but um to that point though I would say um I haven't been able to really go out as much as the average person because I'm not I mean it's not really good for me to be out at bars Mm -hmm. and um so like I missed a lot of opportunities of meeting people out I'd say at like functions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I've had, I've had my fair share of, of nights out or, or, or functions, but in terms of like, and then, and then I, I wasn't always on apps or anything. So mm-hmm. I'd say for me, it was like, it, it was hard to kind of meet people because it was just like, it, it either was through like the random party or, um, or, or recommendations from a friend or, um, but like, I wasn't like out and about week, you know, every weekend, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Well, when, when you're back in LA, we can make up for yeah. some lost time. I know I want to go out in LA so bad. Yeah. So I got whenever you, you come to New York, yeah. let me know. And New York, I know. And New, New York's funny. I, I love New York. Or Atlanta um, next year, actually. Cause I'll be there for a year, but anyway, Atlanta, I've heard Atlanta has a nice gay, gay uh, community. It, yeah, it's, well, they're really fucking dumb, to be honest, because they've been, like, circuit partying like crazy the entire oh, okay. pandemic. Just, like, the people are dumb, and I was like, damn. Yeah, well, like, I mean, different priorities. Different yeah, priorities. Sure, yeah. they've, been, they've been partying the whole time? The whole time. Oh, my God. Oh, like, geez. this this weekend, too, like, there's there were, like, many party flyers all over social media. Like, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah, they can just hold off for a couple more months, maybe. Yeah, well, apparently they can't. Um, yeah. New York, I haven't, I haven't been out in, uh, in done like the gay bars as much as I, I would have want when, like, when I visit New York, because mm-hmm. I'm like with my straight friends too much, <laughs> too many straight friends, and then then we just straight, <laughs> straight, straight friends. Yeah. Well, like, that was gonna so be tiring. what. That was gonna be one of my next questions. Was like, have you been able to get like a like a gay crew or like like a gay community to like be able to go out with in like any of the cities that you've been in? I mean, like maybe Minnesota, maybe Minneapolis. Yeah. In Minneapolis. Um, yeah. I had a nice, nice little gay crew. And, and one of the friends I've met there um, was one of the big uh, reasons why I came out publicly. Cause he was kind of like, y- you should do this. Um, so he gave me like a lot of the courage and confidence to do it. Uh-huh. Um, and like told me it was going to be a big deal when I was like, well, no, it's not a big deal at all. Like, like, what are you talking about? Mm, um, yeah. But uh, so he was awesome. Um, and then in D.C., I have, yeah, a, a couple of gay friends, which I, I really uh, enjoy. So um, but in San Diego, I don't really know a ton of gay dudes. But um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, how it is like you have friends scattered all over. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, in Minneapolis, I have some, I have some really good gay friends that I, I miss. That's good. Do you ever go back? I've been back once or twice, but. I went back once this year during the pandemic to like get my stuff out of storage. So mm. I wasn't able to, to to do much, but I saw some, some people for a second. Um, but, but I want to go back there for sure. Yeah. They, they yeah. have a, a, a really, really big gay community there mm. in Minneapolis. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, That's it awesome. Was, it was surprising. Cause I do remember like going into this thing, Aaron and I were talking and I was saying how like I could, I could see that like somebody in your position might have had the experience of like not really being as much a part of the gay community and like just kind of doing like going out with your teammates and like sticking to Mm -hmm. that world and like maybe it would be like 
easier or something. I don't know. I, I, I definitely know some people who like came out and then were like, but like, that's not the only <laughs> thing about like, this doesn't define me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's, I'm, I'm very like happy to, to hear that that's the case yeah. that you've been able to like be a part of the gay community. For sure. And more yeah, than no, just actually, name. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely feel like I've, I've been able to like be a part of the communities that I've been in, in the cities. And, and then when I came out, I was able to bring like my friends to the gay bars, like all the time. And like, and did so they all time. think that it was so much more fun? Um, yeah, of course they did. <laughs> and I, I mean like, so in DC, we were we, the one gay bar we went to, it was perfect. Cause the, the, one of the straight bars that they like to go to was right across the street and they oh, both amazing. had roof decks. Um, I don't know. Have you ever been to Nelly's in DC? Yeah. Yeah. I have. Yeah. So Nelly's is right across from Brixton and Brixton is like the, okay. the straight bar that everyone likes to go to. And, um, in, in Nelly's when it was popping like five or six years ago. Um, <laughs> so I could see each other from like the, from across the street. Uh-huh. That's so like, funny. Yeah. Would you just like stand on the wave, roof deck and be like, Hey guys. Wave from one roof yeah. Yeah. to another. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all right, but if you want to come back over, it'd be fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Cause it's, it's, it wasn't always fun going to the gay boys by yourself. And no. I didn't any of that. I really? Did a lot of that. Yeah, I did. I know people think I'm weird for that, but I, I went to the bar for myself a lot. I don't, I don't think, think it's weird. weird. It's just like impressive. impressive. Yeah. 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 Well, I was like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, that, and that's I would try to just like talk to people, or I don't know. <laughs> but it wasn't always easy. But yeah, that, yeah, I don't imagine it was. Those always turn into wild nights too. I feel like. Yeah, you meet I mean, one person and it's like a whirlwind and you're like, oh God. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden you're starring in The Hangover. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, one other thing that we did want to ask you about and just chat about was the the recent incident when you were playing uh, Phoenix mm. and when one of the players hurled a gay slur your way. I mean, how are you, how are you doing after that? Good, good. Yeah, it was, um, it was a lot actually when it happened. Um, and I was, I was really, really, really upset just because of, like, the way the season ended. Yeah. Because like, I was really enjoying myself. And, um, and I was pissed that, like, the fact that I was gay had anything to do with, like, the outcome of a game or, like, or impacted my teammates. It was, like, actually horrifying. It was, like, I, I couldn't imagine anything worse happening, you know, for me. Yeah. Like, that, that's, like, yeah. literally my nightmare. So... It sucked, but I was, I was fine personally. I didn't feel like the, the words itself didn't, didn't affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it was one of those things where I, I kind of had to stick up for myself, you know, like I keep, I try to preach and, and talk about, um, kicking homophobia out of the game and stuff. And like, if someone said that to me, I can't just like sit and like let yeah. it happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, obviously like, I think there was a lot of positives that came out of it, which, 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 which was nice. And so, um, I think the message of, of my coach and my teammates, uh, sticking up for me, like that was, I mean, that was huge. I mean, that was amazing to see. It was epic to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just for everybody listening, Colin, let me know if I get any of this wrong, but basically like, you know, you were called a a slur and it, the, your whole team kind of stood up and walked off the pitch, um, in protest basically because it wasn't being taken as seriously as it as it should have mm-hmm. um and it ended your season by forfeiting that game didn't it yeah well that was the last game and if we would have oh, won okay. the game it would have given us given us a chance to make the playoffs 
Right. And, and you were winning, we were winning right? the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were playing so well. And our team was like on like a, I might butcher this, but like a five game win streak. You know what I mean? Like we won the last five mm-hmm. games to give us a chance to be in the playoffs. Um, and, and they actually were in the uh, championship game. So they were a really good team. Um, mm-hmm. And we were beating them. And uh, yeah, basically we, we walked off the field and, 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 and forfeited the match. So it just, it, it ended our season right there. But um, we found out later, not too long after, maybe like an hour after the game, that the team that we needed to lose, they won. So we wouldn't have been in the playoffs either. So for me, that was like oh. a big like relief. Sigh of relief, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, because if we would have won the game and the other team lost and we would have actually have gone through, obviously there would have been so much good things that would have come out of it like it did, but I would have been, oh, I think I would have been a mess. Yeah. yeah, like even worse than than I was, um, and just like the disappointment of a season ending, like yeah, like to put it in the context, I hadn't played a lot the past the seasons before, um, especially yeah. the the last season in, in Minneapolis, and so to be able, like one of the one of the better players on the team and like to like just play all the time, like I was just like really having a good time, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's all good though. Hopefully, hopefully there were some lessons learned and uh, the people that needed to hear the story heard mm-hmm. it, and. Um, the the like the, the story about good allies was was um oh for sure out there and, yeah and we can move on it was awesome it was really yeah, like so. the 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 pinnacle scene in like a movie yeah i get yeah yeah i know that's kinda, <laughs> yeah it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that that scene because i remember when it happened seeing it and, and like the idea of like an entire team like choosing to end their season in support of like their gay teammate like was so like moving to me and I thought just Mm -hmm. like obviously it's like kind of the last thing that you want like that you probably ever would have wanted when you decided to like publicly come out but I think that that is like such a huge statement in support of your decision to come out and like continues this conversation and says like even more to Mm -hmm. like the younger kids it's not just like you can be gay and do this Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. not the like you know um you know there's gonna be you know your one in however many chance of like being a gay superstar is not impossible Mm -hmm. but the likelihood of you having a whole team of people who's gonna stand up and back you and say like you know what i like this is our teammate and we don't fuck with that and we're gonna like do what we need to to back him up is like it's it is the thing to do it's the right thing to do you've got you know landon donovan U.S. soccer superstar being very vocally in your favor. You've got yeah. your entire team backing you up. I mean, I think that is just a huge important message that yeah. straight and gay and young queer kids are going to see and be like, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what's getting the positive feedback. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, you you nailed it. Like, that's that's exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, my coach was incredible, and I guess the one thing I would say about that is like. Like, I, I definitely, I, like, I, I'll give myself credit in that I gave my, like, teammates, like, I really showed them the real me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I was very out. Like, if they, didn't, if they didn't know that about me or if they didn't, like, really just love me for who, who I was, you know, maybe they, they wouldn't have been so adamant and sticking up for me, too, you know? So that's why, like, I've tried to kind of tell that in the story, too. Like, like be yourself and, like, and, and, like and, and don't hide anything about you, like, because... If the, the people are going to be able to like support the real you, you know, the last thing you want is for someone to support you for something that you're really not. But yeah, no, I was very lucky and, and hopefully 
like like we both said that 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 there's some good to come out of it yeah and i i think it just shows too that like as queer people no matter where we are we're deserving of love and support and i think this Mm -hmm. like just put that into national headlines again in a place where we don't always feel loved and supported Mm -hmm. yeah for sure as horrible as that was there was definitely some good that came out of it (laughs) yeah no i knew that when it was happening but the next day doesn't make it any easier yeah my head was exploding (laughs) yeah yeah, it was good awesome Colin, is there anything else that we haven't talked about? I mean, we talked about a lot, but, you know, is there anything else yeah. that you want to chat, talk about? No, no, I think we have, we, we talked about a lot of nice things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, no. Other than that, I mean, yeah, maybe just the fact that I'll, I'll be in San Diego for another two years. And so that's exciting. And so, uh, if you're in the San Diego area, you know, go check yeah. them out. <laughs> yeah, check me out and come to a game and, so when does your season start again? You said training is in February. As of yeah, now. start training February, March, and then hopefully in May, which is cool. kind of a long time away. But yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll exciting. have pretty much a full season. Yeah, I'm super excited. So Very do you? Nice. Are, are there the teams that are in the, the championship with you? Are they all over the the country, or are they like? Yeah, they're all over regionally. the place. Okay. Yeah, but we um we just stick with the Western Conference in terms of playing because there's so many teams yeah and the eastern okay. conference uh teams play each other and then the winner of each conference meets in the in the final um so, gotcha so it's like baseball so yeah. exactly yeah world series <laughs> exactly so it's like the world series it, it no. helps actually because the travel would suck if we were like traveling to like florida and like yeah be so hard better. on your body yeah it's better not to travel that much <laughs> gotcha yeah. Well, yeah, thanks um, so much for having me, guys. It was really oh, nice. Oh, we're not done with you, Justin. <laughs> oh, I have some more questions. Final two. I'd like to end with two questions. Oh, two questions. Uh-oh. Yes. Yeah, I know you're going to have a hard one at the end. Actually, yeah. the, the one at the end is probably easier. This one will probably be harder. Maybe. Is it going to ask Maybe. me how I identify as a queer person? I mean, no. But if you, you want, want to answer that. that. No, 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 no. <laughs> that should have been like our first question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I'm glad we skipped that. Yeah. Um, our last question is, what is the gayest thing that you did this week? Or in 2021 so far? Interpret okay. as you will. What is the gayest thing I've done this week? Huh. We can also go first if you want a second to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go first, go first, go first. <laughs> All right, Matt, you can go first this time. <laughs> what is the gayest thing that you okay. did this week? Um, the gayest thing I did this week, um, probably I, my boyfriend and I, watch the flight attendant in two days Mm, and so good it's so good it's not like it's not a very gay queer show but we did like pause the show like many times just to like look up different actors like no injured funk yeah and uh just to see if they were like worth following on instagram (laughs) or something so that was that was pretty gay (laughs) did you follow anyone um i did but i followed tr knight who also is um he's he was also on Grey's anatomy which i mm. somehow I'm still, maybe this maybe admitting that i've been watching Grey's anatomy for 17 seasons is the gayest thing i did this week mm. um but he was on Grey's anatomy for a while and i realized i didn't follow him so i followed him love that for and he's you. gay in real life so no oh. no that's, that's awesome yeah. the more you know yeah, Colin, have you thought of anything yet? Yeah, but only 
going off of what you you said. Um, All right, let's hear it. <laughs> I started watching Big Mouth. Oh, love it. And I love it. Really? It's so funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, I, I really like it. Um, but I, I started watching it because I, um, I knew Andrew Rannells was on it. Mm-hmm. And I think he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's the gay character. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's the gayest thing I've done this week. Hey, it's but, interpret as you will. Yeah, yes. I know. That's really lame. I wish I could think of something better. But I was at my, like, I was with my family for the past four days at the beach. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't think of all the gay at shit the I beach. was doing at the beach with my at family. The beach in Just January? In, Del- in Delaware. In Delaware. Yeah. No, in I know. Delaware? My, family's, my family is likes it, to go to the beach in, when it's the winter. Is it freezing? Yeah, so we just we were all in the house locked together for like three days straight. It's like kind of crazy. Is that a gay thing to do? I guess that's my gay thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> totally. That's my gay thing. I love that. I mean, it's pretty mild. Like I'm in Philadelphia right now, and it's like not like that cold. No, but... we're not like sunbathing, but no, we have, yeah. we have a, we, like we have a house down there, and so we just go and like, no, I, the like house. I got yeah, but yeah, who knows? Maybe sunbathing like, and beach, beach thirty yeah. degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Puzzles and yeah, that, I mean, there was so much football on this weekend we watched a bunch of football with my brothers yeah so. true it's the least gay thing you did all week yeah that yeah, was really gay. Yeah. <laughs> no sports are gay because we're participating anyway mm-hmm. aaron what about you <laughs> um i'm working from home for the week again which is really nice but because of that i went to the grocery store and bought a bunch of flowers and like put flowers all over our apartment because when i'm sitting at home all day every day i'm like i need some like fucking color in here like i need some life so it really That's adds awesome. to the space yeah oh i like flowers <laughs> con's gonna go buy thing. flowers after this i actually am yeah love it um and then our final note is if you have any causes or any organizations or anything that you want to highlight or, give a shout or out just too. something to shout out, yeah. Yeah, um, I like to shout out Athlete Ally because they, they work on kicking homophobia out in sport, making it more inclusive for everybody and for, our, for trans people as well. And um, they do amazing work, so check them out, Athlete Ally. I've worked with them for a couple years now, and um, they're doing, yeah, some really cool stuff. Amazing. Oh, hell yeah. That's Does awesome. Chris Mosier work with Athlete Ally? Yeah. Yeah, because we actually interviewed him earlier this week. He's going to be on in like the oh, same nice. vein, or that we're going to do like an athlete sports heavy month. So we're oh, gonna, that's sweet. Yeah. Anyway, Colin, thanks. So Thank much you so for, much uh, for chatting with us. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm glad we could we could do this. Yeah, Me hopefully too. we'll we'll meet in person one day. Yeah, um, Colin. If people want to find you on social media, or if they want to come see you play soccer, how can they do that? Uh, yeah, San Diego Loyal. Um, that's my team. So uh, you can find them on uh, the internet somewhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I think on social media, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Very cool. Cool. We'll put the info and Links. Colin's handle in the in the episode description. Once again, Colin, thanks so much. Thank Good you luck so this much. season. Hey guys, thanks for checking out this week's episode of Queer in the Air. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Aaron. We would absolutely love for you to take the time to write a review of our podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us out. And please remember to subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening on. If you want to keep up with us or keep us in check, you can find us on our social media. You can find me at Maddie Roar. 
You can find me everywhere, Aaron Idelson. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at Queering the AirPod. If you'd like to reach us by email, you can find us at QueeringTheAirPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much to all of our guests and listeners. We appreciate you all lots. New episodes of Queering the Air are released every single Tuesday. Our podcast music is All For Me by Swift, provided from Epidemic Sound. All views expressed in the podcast are our own. As always, if you want to keep us in check or continue the conversation, feel free to DM us on our social media or email us. Bye.